An expert in construction management says it's a good thing the Commerce Commission has filed charges against two companies for cartel conduct. The charges allege the companies uh, rigged bids for publicly funded infrastructure contracts in Auckland. AUT's John Tukey says that sort of behaviour is rare but does happen across the sector. He's on the line now. Good morning, John. Morning. How significant is this action? It's huge. Uh, first time it's been uh, pushed to the to the limit, and my suggestion would be the the very fact that it's been taken this far implies that there's a very strong likelihood that it's going to be successful. They're, they're, they're going to push a, uh, uh, an exercise in, in, in making a point. So can you explain, I guess in sort of fairly simple terms, what sort of practices was, were going on here that has caused the concern? Well, without, uh, I mean, there's multiple different practices that could be uh, in play. Um, just uh, having a quiet phone call with your with your opposite number, just to say, you know, what sort of number you're going to be coming in with for a particular bid. Um, at that one end of the spectrum, at the other end of the spectrum, it can be even just muscling out sort of local uh, players. The, the the fact of the matter is, it's it's very hard to prove sometimes because obviously in a small country, everybody knows everybody else, and everybody has social contacts outside of uh, business. Uh, uh, operating hours, and as a result, um, you know you've got to have some really solid, concrete evidence uh, to uh, to demonstrate the fact that cartel behaviour has taken place in order to be able to push it. Um, and again, that's what what I suggest is is taking place here is that an example is going to be made. Um, and yeah, well, <laughs> it's no bad thing. I mean, we we need to have a bright line of uh, of dependability bet- on the the nature of the. Uh, of different bids coming in to make sure that they're not collusive in their uh, in their nature. One would imagine if they were successful, the Commerce Commission, they would be looking for a pretty hefty penalty to set an example here. Oh, uh, absolutely. Again, um, you know, uh, examples are being made, and uh, a very strong message is being is being sent. And that's no bad thing. You know, we we need to have. Um, that level of probity uh, in what's taking place and confidence in what's coming forward so that particularly in instances of the public person being in play, we're not going to be um, taken to the cleaners by uh, collusive practice. How much competition is there in the building sector for publicly funded infrastructure contracts? Because um, we hear constantly about blowouts in in the cost of publicly funded infrastructure, don't we? Um, What's going on there, do you think? Well, well, blowouts, uh, particularly for large-scale infrastructure projects, can be quite significant on the basis of unforeseen circumstances around, um, you know, certain materials going out um, um, because of international um, competition and also things like ground conditions which lead to additional works that were not anticipated initially. Um, so that that's most certainly a uh, a consideration, um, but uh, you know when, when we when we look at the sort of uh, uh, the, the, the wider conditions in the New Zealand market, I mean basically it's a very small market. We don't have a, ho- a whole lot of competitors within the market space. So you know you, if you're going for a big project, there could only be one or two providers of a particular service or capability uh, tendering for a job. As a result of that, it's very easy to have a scenario where um, collusive practice could potentially take place. Do we have enough people who can accurately judge the cost of a project? I mean, it always seems as though they end up being twice as much um, and take twice as long. I mean, what is going wrong with the ability to, you know, make a good estimate and take into, obviously, I get it, inflation's an issue and all those sort of things. 
but is there a problem there in terms of the, the, the people who are charged with deciding how much it's going to cost? Well, uh, is there a problem? Um, when you're dealing with very large projects that, uh, that transcend multiple governments, I mean, if you've got a, a project that's running eight years, for example, which could potentially occur, like the uh, Interceptor project that's taking place in Auckland at the moment, I mean, that's a scenario where you, it's, it's transcending multiple governments, factoring in all the risks associated with governmental change, governmental policy change, planning, uh, consenting change, and so on, can be phenomenally difficult to do. Nobody's fully conversant in techno-financial legalese and therefore in a position to be able to, you know, second-guess everything. And the longer you have as a window of development for procurement and so on, just just the longer it... Uh, it, it and the, the bigger... Do, the does that also is. mean there is the ability for companies to... Uh you know, hide the cost of things or overestimate the cost of things. But maybe justifiably because they're not sure, but it, it leaves a lot of scope, doesn't it? Well, you've got to bear in mind that, you know, you talk about large-scale infrastructure, we're talking about highly politicised um, procurement. Governments don't want to necessarily uh, put forward a true cost or a worst-case scenario because uh, all of a sudden it becomes eye-wateringly expensive and uh, people want to get over the line. The, the bottom line is if you dig a hole and it's $1,000 to dig a hole, no big deal. You fill it in and walk away and no, no problem. You dig a hole for a million dollars, now you're going to build something. So what has to happen uh, w- with the political sort of uh, situation behind these is you spend sufficient money to get to a point where you can't cancel the project and then it goes forward. And we have, we've had multiple instances of this over the years in this country where um, where uh, Project, you know, uh, government commits to uh, uh, development works in anticipation of of spending so much money that, in effect, it's it's going to get over the line and go forward. Yeah, uh, yes, it's uh, it's a pretty forty area, but the fixed term contracts they're a they're a bygone thing, are they? I think Sky City had one, didn't it? With um, was it Fletcher Building back uh, many years ago now, and they uh, they had to pick up the extra cost when it when it ran over. Exactly. And uh, fixed term contracts are great for holding uh, contractors to uh, to account. And they're, you know, they're, they they um, most certainly uh, to be preferred. Unfortunately, uh, when you start to go for the big stuff, the really, really big stuff, it becomes inordinately difficult to be able to create that fixed term contract for the reasons I've already cited. Mm. John, thanks very much. John Tukey there from AUT.